That is brilliant. I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I usually, it's usually like lunch meetings for me, but I like that, that intentionality to just say like, hey, this is what this is, and you're very clear. Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast, where we talk about the calling of youth pastors to equip students for the work of making disciples, moving teens from church attenders to disciple makers. Here are your hosts, Joel Friend and Jeremy Collins. Welcome to Disciple Making Youth Ministry. Today we're jumping into the conversation, partnering with parents. My name is Jeremy Collins, and I'm joined here with Joel Friend. Joel, what are we going to walk through today? Give us an outline. Yeah, we just got three things that we want to look at. One is, why partner with parents? You know, why would we even do this at all? Is it a biblical thing? Maybe, maybe not. Probably. Number two, if you were starting uh, an, in a new ministry, or if you were starting from scratch, where would you begin with this process uh, of partnering with parents? And last but not least, how have we done that? How have we partnered with parents, and what have we learned? What mistakes have we made, and what has been helpful? And and I want to turn it back over to you real quick, Jeremy, because you have a very interesting quote for us here today. Yeah, and it comes from Jim Gaffigan, comedian. He says this, I don't know what's more exhausting about parenting, the getting up early, or acting like you know what you're doing. Amen. Amen, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I, I didn't understand what it was. Honestly, I, I have a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old at home, uh, and you're in similar boat. How old are your kids? Eight and, and six-year-old. I have a six-year-old today. Today is her, her birthday. birthday. And I'm here doing a podcast with you. Happy birthday, Avalyn. I love you. <laughs> Look at that shout out. Uh, hopefully she subscribes either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is she finds her podcast. You can do that as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I had a whole new perspective on youth ministry once I started having kids and realizing, sure. wow, it's way harder to parent than I ever thought it was. And it's only getting more and more difficult as kids get older and smartphones and technology and pop culture and all those things. You mean... You mean that you aren't as critical of your parents as you once were when you didn't have kids? Way less critical. <laughs> Way, yeah, and, and I think it's one of those, it was easy to throw, throw stones and say, why aren't parents listening? Why aren't parents responding? Why and then I realized, oh, they probably even want to, and it's just some things just get impossible. And especially over these last 14 months of COVID and digital school and hybrid school and this, that, and the other, then things getting back. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So let's start off with that first question is why partner with parents? What is the the point of this? And I think to just be real quick about it, it's biblical. Uh, I think, you know, it's funny is that sometimes uh, when you're in some of these youth ministry groups, people pose a really interesting question such as like, is youth ministry biblical? And I think some people will make a case for that. Absolutely. I think there are aspects of which the church comes alongside and, you know, partners with families. Uh, but I'd say what's even more biblical, or at least that you don't have to make too much of a case for it, uh, is the uh, discipleship responsibilities that parents have towards uh, their children. Because in two ways, we see it in one, and specifically in the Old Testament, uh, that God speaks directly to the people of Israel with that command. And then here in uh, the New Testament, New Covenant, uh, Paul addresses it uh, clearly in his letters as he addresses husbands, wives, fathers, uh, mothers. So uh, so it is a very, very biblical thing. I, and I think it also gets back to the roots of the, the original plan of God for the family unit to be just that God uses imagery and metaphor all throughout scripture uh, as his people to be a family. And 
he calls us his children in the same way. And so as we're talking about what it means to be a parent, I think helping uh, reframe the understanding that parents are the primary disciple makers Absolutely. of their children. And uh, I think the cases where people might make a case against youth ministry saying it's not biblical more stem from an idea that sometimes just the presence of youth ministry almost allows parents off the hook in some respects mm-hmm. to say, well, you disciple my kid for me. Yeah. And when I get them back after 12th grade, you've done your job, right. we've kept them alive, and now they're going to go flourish somewhere else. And, and so neither of us would adhere to that thought process, and I think you can see that in the ways we're going to approach talking about partnering with parents, but there are some ways that we can make sure we build into how we communicate that we're not scapegoating parents to say, oh, that's your job, not ours, Yeah. Uh, while at the same time realizing we think about these things far more. Parents are just thinking about, okay, what's for dinner next? What's uh, We have time to think about disciple-making in this way and then be able to resource that to parents. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just had a thought. It went in and out real quick. I, I Let me get to me see if I can get it back. Um, uh, I think one of the things that, there it is, that we want to help, parents see and we want to help youth pastors see is that their uh, their discipleship it, it just like you said is infinitely more important than of what they do than what we do in some regards because of the amount of hours i mean the reggie joiner in one of his books yeah. he put out man if i prepped enough for this i would have the number in front of me <laughs> but if you did you know, the amount of hours that parents had with students versus the amount of hours that we have with students it's astronomically in favor of parents, obviously, right? Because they spent the most time with them at home, and they, you know, they get them to and from, and a lot of the time they spend with them. And 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 I think one of the things that's important too is not so much how we disciple our parents in, you know, teaching their kids the scriptures, um, but it's also an important part of how they live that out. Because I I'm, I I read an article a couple weeks ago that some of the frustration of uh, of young people with uh, with the church mostly has to do with the fact that after they're after they the student graduates from church uh, or, or graduates from school and they're not as plugged into the church because they're off to school or something how much um, inauthenticity begins to happen in their parents' lives mm-hmm. and it was kind of this thing that they did because it was a family thing versus like it was an absolute ne- mm-hmm. necessity uh, to their to their family. Yeah, and I've heard it, and I don't know if this came from Reggie Joyner, it very well might have, is or Kara Powell or, or one of those folks, yeah. uh, is this idea, we see the Polaroid, parents see the photo album. Hmm. And, and, and so we get a great picture sometimes of these kids' lives, but parents see everything. And and their process of being able to influence, and, and if you're a parent listening to this right now, you are the most influential person in your kid's life. Don't listen to what anything else says you have the most influence by far and as we're talking about how to to partner with parents and we're thinking about those things joel you gave some awesome examples in our last episode oh yeah as talking about how to prepare students for post high school and sharing a story of one of your former students who now is out of college in his first job and i'd encourage you guys go back and listen to that episode and listen to how that family helped prepare that young man to live out the gospel in the context working at goldman sachs and doing those things so we're seeing it yep and now what we want to do is to talk about how how can we 
start, maybe you're listening right now and you're like, well, I don't know where to begin partnering mm. with parents. You've sold me on the idea. I know I should. And right. it, we, it shouldn't be a hard sell. The Bible should sell you on the idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got all these other things. I've got youth camp coming up. I've got senior recognition coming up. I've got leader recruitment and all, yeah, I got a weekly email. What else? Where do we start? What, what are some of the things that you've started with? Or if you had a blank slate, yeah. where would you begin if you new place, new, new spot, starting from scratch? Uh, a friend of mine uh, who uh, started his first job in youth ministry a couple years ago, um, he and I were talking, and he was just fresh in ministry. And I said, all you're going to do this summer is book meals with parents. Uh, spend time with some students, but book meals with parents. Because hmm. I said, if you can, if you can get to um, the place where you have built uh, an ally, and it's not a word, allyship. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can have parents be your allies, they'll be your greatest advocates, and they'll mm-hmm. be in your corner in terms of what you do, but it also helps to provide opportunities for you to say, ask some good questions. And I think in any of the parent meetings that I've had, my number one question has been, how can I help you disciple your kid better? Right, so mm-hmm. I think, and, and so what it does is two things. One, it helps them provide us ways of which we could, you know, maybe fill in a gap that's there. And number two, it reminds the parents that they are the primary disciplers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, how can we partner? How can our church, our youth ministry, partner with you? What are some things that we can help you with? Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people, what's interesting, most people are like, I'm good. Right, you know, no one's ever, no one's ever like, would you like, you know, teach me how to, you know, pray better? You know, what are some things that you can do? I, I think just having that as a, as a kind of a, a starting question uh, can help them. So meeting with parents, uh, doing it regularly if you can. Um, I know that you did some uh, a Bible study meeting with some dads at some point. I'm sure you'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, if I was starting from scratch, I'd start meeting with parents and asking them kind of about how their kids are being discipled. How uh, you know? Here's one p- question I've asked parents: Is what small groups are you in? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you mm-hmm. want your kid to be part of Bible study, if you want your kid to be part of a group, what are you doing to model that uh, yourself? So I, I think those uh, that's a, that's a first step that I would take. Yeah, and, and I think that we're on the same page because I, I would do the exact same thing. And I would uh, the next step then that I would go is once you've formed those relationships, you now can keep listening to parents. Sure. And not just giving them the content you think they need or giving them the information you think they need because usually, uh, oh, I need a calendar, I need a website, I need an email list, I need... Well, if you haven't built those relationships first, it's just detached information. So build those relationships first. Second, then is listen and ask questions about what they need. And they may not be able to answer it, like you've said, but if you listen and read between the lines of what's going on in their family life, Mm -hmm. you're going to see some of the things and see the patterns. Once you meet with multiple parents in your groups, you're going to say, oh, they all seem to be in this same spot or in this same way. And and so listening and being a diagnosing and, and those things. And then from there, follow through with communication. Yes. If you're going to build relationships with parents and then be lax on a, a consistent communication cycle, then you're you're gonna you're gonna fall away. You're not gonna have that impact with partnering with parents and, and many times they're just gonna sit here and go, Oh, he he met with us, but then nothing happened from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, that communication key has been peace for us uh, that communication piece has been key for us. And 
and I think one of the things that we've learned about is that parents like to schedule stuff and they like to know what's coming up. So they like to know what events and programs are happening, absolutely, yes, and so that can be part of that. Uh, but it's also trying to look for opportunities to be able to include them in those sorts of things. Uh, I mean, we've had like a parent night in the past where they've come and, you know, it was bring your, it was bring your parents at the edge night, and that was actually a lot of fun, <laughs> and it's been a while since we've been able to do that, especially in this COVID world, but that, it's always cool to get parents to see it, and get, they play in the games, and, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fun for them to do that. Um, and I think what we're trying to hone in on here is specifically how do you help these parents uh, begin to do two things. One, see that they're the primary people. Because I did have a conversation mm-hmm. with the mom once. I was like, I want to let you know. Like, she, she's always, you know, thank you so much for what you do for my son. And I was like, oh, I want to let you know that, like, what you do is infinitely greater than what I do. And she was like, no, no, you, you know, I'm like, no, 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 please listen to me when I tell you this. <laughs> This is important. So I think one for them to believe that truth mm-hmm. that they're the primary discipleship uh, disciplers of, of the home. And the second thing is is uh, how to do that, uh, how to help their kids along the way, what milestones that they need to be looking at, how do they lead them, uh, so on and so forth. So I think that's where I would begin. But I think it could give us a good opportunity to get some of this practical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of started with a little bit of that. Um, but how have we partnered with parents? So, you know, what have we seen that's worked well in the years? What have we learned? I think we're going to spend a majority of our time on this. And, and maybe you and I, um, I know we're not necessarily into the, uh, the student ministry range for either of our kids, but what do we doing with our own kids I, mm-hmm. I got some stuff that uh i've been doing with noah that's been fruitful that like yeah. i you know i was talking to you off off air uh about which i'll uh, i'll mention here but i let's start with kind of you know what are ways of we in which we've partnered with parents well and, and and going right off of where i where i just was talking about listening to, to families one of the ways that i think it's so important to listen and i'm not good at this my wife would say that first and foremost that i'm I'm a talker first and a listener second. And so instead of saying, here's my ideas, here's what I want to do in youth ministry, making space for ways to listen to parents. And one of the ways that I've enjoyed most of doing that is doing parent-pastor conferences. Mm. So they have parent-teacher conferences all the time. Uh, and so we set up yeah. parent-pastor conferences. They're looking a little different this summer. Usually we set up like a one day where people just take slots of time, come to the church, meet with Kaylin and I. And we're in- instead, we're going to do, we want to come to you. So we can sit out on your back porch, yeah. we can have a meal, we can do whatever, but uh, we're going to do three things. Our goals are threefold in that. First is to tell parents what we love about their kids. We want to we wanna tell parents that these are the things we're so thankful for because they need to hear that because usually all they see are the, the frustrating <laughs> right. things. Second, usually then that comes back to asking questions of them where they see struggles, particularly with their with the child or students that we're talking about, but giving them an opportunity to share what's going on in their student's life that we don't see, that we don't know. And then third, that's where we get to get finally to some of that conversation of now let's build a discipleship strategy together of ways to get their student to read the Bible more, what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. And once we've listened to them and made those notes, we can follow up on prayer requests. We can follow up on those types of things, but it all starts from an attitude of listening but I've also found that it's hard sometimes to, to get every parent to want to do this. It's one more thing on the calendar. And that's why our main, right. our first goal yeah. is to say, we want to tell you what we love about your kid. Because usually most parents are going to go, oh, please come tell me what you love about them. I need to know right, something right, good right, right. Give right me now. something encouraging. That's, that is brilliant. I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I usually, 
issues like lunch meetings for me, but I like that that intentionality to say like, hey, this is what this is, and you're very clear. Most of it is just me sitting down. I I, I think that's good. I I I like the intentionality of that, uh, just because you're clear and upfront about what it is that they're going to do. And I think knowing what parent teacher conferences are, they know what to expect mm-hmm. from it. So I think that's a that's a great idea. And we're not given a grade. But right, it's right. an opportunity for us to go into their context where they feel comfortable. Yeah, we can do it over Zoom if they're uncomfortable being in person. Yeah, um, and and just try to listen. So yeah, it's always uh, I, I've never been, you know, um, I've never had a parent once say to me, "No, I don't want to meet with you either." I and I, I think someone needs to hear this because there's probably somebody listening to this right now is like, "Dude, you don't know the parents that I'm dealing with. <laughs> you don't know how." how many emails I get every week. And, and I know, and you got to work with difficult parents sometimes, but uh, sometimes people ask for love in the most unloving ways and they, and they miss it or, or, or we can miss that, that that's what's happening. And we, and there's just some parents that are like, I remember one time I got an email for or a call from a mom and the long, long story short is she just like wants me to spend more time with her kid. Like her kid felt disconnected. And you know, if he, hang out with me. So I think like to your point, listening to parents is, is good because parents are your allies. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, I'm going to tell you, Jeremy, you probably know this. Parents talk to other parents mm-hmm. and they talk to other parents about your ministry. And so what are we doing to help them in this discipleship process? And what are we doing as a ministry that is, that can be received well? Like if, you know, if, you know, Someone said, uh, Jeremy from, you know, actually, you know, true story. I've had a conversation with a parent about you. Uh, I, uh, we have, uh, you have a girl that comes to this church, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have a girl that goes to our youth group, and then they go to each other's Back youth group forth, every, yep. every now and then. And I was with this, I was with this, uh, this dad, and he's great. He's an awesome dude. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jeremy. He's like, oh, my gosh, I know Jeremy. He's great. Like, and so, like, that's what you want is mm-hmm. for people to appreciate what you do as a ministry uh, and, and care for their family. And, 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 you know, Kylie, you know, he's Kylie always loves coming there and, and doing a great job. So uh, I think it's good. So parents are your allies. Parents talk to one another. So let us be wise to not ignore parents, but to partner with them in this mm-hmm. process, because that's what the church is supposed to do. Um, so that's good. Um, how else have uh, how else have we partnered with parents? What have we learned? I think one of the things I've learned is that you can lead a parent to water, but you can't make them drink. And do you have any like you know how many conferences or summits or um, meetings that we've tried to put together for parents yeah. to be like come to this, learn from us? Yeah, like Duffy Robbins was just at Grove City uh, a week ago, and we did the same thing. Here, do this, do this. Here's something, and. And we just don't know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Hard. I'll give it a little bit of a break because it's COVID. Uh, sure, but before absolutely. when we were doing stuff, I mean, we would have we'd be like, "How to raise the perfect child?" No, that's not what we did. But like, how? I mean, it would be something like how to how to disciple your kids. Like, it'd be something good. And it just a low number of mm-hmm. parents felt this urgency that they needed to be there to, mm-hmm. to be a part of that. Now, the one best attended one we ever had was a technology one. Yep. So we were presenting on technology and how to help your mm-hmm. kid navigate through this. And we had really great attendance, but we also had parents involved in that process. Yeah. Uh, we were like, okay, tell, I had one parent who said like, you know, every night we make our kids hand us the phones and these are teenagers yeah. so that, you know, we don't have to worry about those sorts. Now, some of you people might be like, that's a little overbearing, um, but nonetheless, 
you know, uh, you know, their their kids uh, know that's a standard, like how important it is to protect from that. Um, and so I think we've I think one of the things is providing some things for parents to come to and try mm-hmm. to learn from mm-hmm. um, is uh, is a helpful thing, although uh, it really is on the parent to to do that. And I think we want to help them to see that a little bit more. But like I said, you can lead a parent to water, but you can't make them drink. So so a follow up question to that. So the parents that you see show up. Would you, is there a common denominator? Like, would you say most of the parents that would show up to those things you had pretty close relationships with? So, yeah, I mean, I would say for the most part, yes. And so are they showing up because they believe in what I do and they trust me? It's hard to say that 100%. I'm not going to say that outright. But I will say that there is a correlation between, um, you know, their maturity, uh, their commitment and investment to our church as a whole, and their presence at those particular things. Now, I, you know, when we did it many years ago, we brought, you know, we brought in a speaker. It was a local guy because most people mm-hmm. know, and he gave him and his wife gave a parenting class, and it was well attended. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that was good, but it was still like in comparison to the amount of students we had at the time, it was amazing how many parents didn't come up, uh, it come to that. But yeah, so I think there is a little bit of a connection between uh, our relationship, their trust with us, and sometimes their presence at what we do. Well, and, and I led you into that question because it puts my point uh, front and center is it's it's about relationships, not just program or information. Yeah. And, and I think when we build those relationships, I mean, we spend so much time thinking about the relationships we build with students and rightly so. That's that's a core central of our process of our programs. But as we start to look at parents this way, we build relationships with parents. Then we have this listening, listening to what parents are doing. And and we have a dialogue, not just a monologue. We're not just sending emails to parents say, do this, do this, do this. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Um, We just recently, actually this past week, sent out an email asking for parents to let us know if they would want to do a Zoom masterclass where they get to choose the topic. And we gave a few options, but we also left it blank to say, or what are you struggling with? And so we're not trying to give them information, but we're trying to build relationships and then leverage those relationships to talk about what's really going on. Uh, I don't want to assume that all of you are dealing with um, your kids struggling with technology, but probably you are. Or I don't want to assume that all your kids have anxiety and depression, but that might be a topic you're very interested in. But what is it that we want to listen to them and build those relationships? And it really leads into this. My my next point, which would say is parents don't need advice. They need new ideas and practices. And I don't want to sit here and pretend I know what it is to parent a teenager. Right. I have a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and it's insane. And I can only imagine when my two girls are in teenage, they already have attitude. Um, I don't even want to know what it's going to be like. And so I don't want to jump the gun and say, do this, do this. Here's here's more information, or here's the advice that I would give. Instead, building and giving opportunities for parents to do spiritual disciplines with their kids together, Mm -hmm. new practices or ideas. So instead of saying, here's something to think about, say, hey, we sent something home with our middle school students for you to do together and follow up, give them questions to follow up so that they can build practices as a family, habits as a family that aren't just um, information based or aren't just here's some advice for me to try to apply instead. Oh, our family loved doing that thing. Thank you for giving us that idea. That's that's really what we're striving to do. So it's back to your point. You 
can lead a horse to water, but he can't make them drink. But if we keep giving good practices and ideas to parents, eventually some of them will start to stick. Yeah, I I wrote this question down for this. It's like, does my ministry set up parents for discipleship? Yeah. Right. So, do you are you giving them anything? You yeah. know, uh, anything yeah. to work with? Because I think uh, what's funny is about any of the like conferences or any of the things we've done for parents. Uh, parents have always been grateful and thankful for us to have the conversation. I mean, it's it's amazing. Like a, we're batting a hundred, or batting a hundred, batting a thousand right now. Um, with that, you know, every parent's just been so thankful that they have something. And and so when we do as part of our, uh, you know, we write our own curriculum, and so we always have parent questions attached to it. Mm-hmm. And we always encouraging parents to like, hey, we used to call them the ride home questions. Now it's just like parent questions they can ask them at any time. Is they're pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of low hanging fruit. Like, what's one thing you learned tonight? And then some sort of application piece. So it's just to give parents something. Now, one of the things that I'm not 100% sure on is if parents are using those questions, but the I think the parents who who are really serious about the disciple-making process, they tend to, you know, ask mm-hmm. those questions and engage them. I know the one dad that I mentioned, I know he does that. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us is, are we providing, what resources are we providing for our parents? Like when we did this last, um, this time around with Lent, uh, we got a, uh, I think we got, um, some uh, books. This book by uh, uh, YM360, and oh, it was Leader Treks. Leader Treks. It was their Lent devotional. Oh, nice. And we we handed those out for free, Perfect. and we got rid of most of them. And like there were parents that were like they could practically walk through things sure. with their kids and, and practice that. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to do is you provide these things and provide the opportunities for them to do it. So what you had mentioned and alluded to earlier, some things you've done with uh, your son. What are some of the things you've done that are practices that may not... You, you talked about reading scripture and yeah, some of the things he's been I, noticing. You know, well, I'm, you know uh, I feel like I'm cheating because I'm a youth pastor, so these should I should do these things, right? These should be things that are happening. But, sure. but you know, you'd be surprised, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. My, my son and I, um, he's, he's eight. And he's asked, you know, he's very interested in the things of God. And um, and so <laughs> what we've been doing, well, what we did uh, about, f- oh gosh, like five weeks ago is we started with creation and then we went yeah. to fall and yeah. then we talked about Israel and then we went to the prophets. And by that, I'm just summarizing them in bed. And this is him and I laying in bed at night. And now we're to the place where uh, we're talking about Jesus. You know, he was trying to ask me stuff in the old, while we were doing the Old Testament stuff. And he's like, well, what about this? I was like, it'll make more sense when I get to Jesus. And so we literally, Amen. we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, like awesome. I like I read, I would read it, I'd summarize it, and he'd ask any questions. And what was interesting was he would be making connections. Like the one time, uh, I'm into boxing, I mentioned that I think a couple episodes ago, uh, is uh, we were watching a boxing match, and the guy won, and he went into the corner, and it looks like he was praying. And, he, and we had just read um, where Jesus talks about, you know, uh, go in private, so mm-hmm. the heavenly, mm-hmm. you know, between your heavenly Father when you pray. And he says, look, Dad, that guy is doing what Jesus said to do. And it made me kind of, at this moment, as me as a parent discipling my kid was going, oh, wow, like my kid is connecting these worlds Mm -hmm. together. And don't ever underestimate that as I'm teaching my son scripture, and as I will eventually, and my wife will eventually teach our daughter as she gets you know more interested in those things, um, how they connect that world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing for parents Two is to remember that as we teach our kids, it's it's you know I had one parent say to me, uh, you know I like to tell my kids do as I say not as I do, and I'm like, that's that's going to be a tough one because mm-hmm. kids are going to do more of what you do than what you say, right? Yeah. And I think 
um, if they see you engaging this, um, I had one parent tell me about, you know, they gave generously to an organization to be a part of this mission that they're a part of, and they brought their kids down and they signed the check together yeah, and they prayed over great. it. And so not that they were like, look how great of a Christian we are. He was trying to make the point of like, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. What a model. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and I think that's a, I think that's an important thing. So yeah, that, those are some things that I've done with my son, but it's reminded me that that matters because he's connecting the worlds sure. together and that's what we want to help parents do. Yeah, and with my uh, five-year-old, uh, we've done similar things. In fact, I'm going to give a shameless plug here for my YouTube channel because um, proud daddy moment, but she wanted, she came home from preschool, wanted to do her resurrection eggs, the story of the resurrection, yeah. through 12 eggs, and we put it up on YouTube and uh, it's probably already my most viewed video um, in just a few weeks. But something we've been doing as a church family has been the New City Catechism. And when we first started this back in, in the fall, um, it took a little while for my girls to catch on to want to memorize questions and answers. And, and now we're uh, up to seven questions memorized for my, my five-year-old and my two and a half-year-old has two and a half <laughs> questions memorized and it's cute and it, but it is giving a foundational doctrine and, and your son's going to hold on to these understandings of, Oh, the Bible is something me and my dad read together. Yeah. And, and the things of God is something me and my dad talk about together. And I think building those habits again, it's not so much about him remembering the sermon on the Mount for the rest of his life or, uh, my daughter Asher remembering the resurrection egg story, but it's these practices and building these habits. Yeah. And so we can build off of great children's ministry programs in some ways, but we can also help parents uh, build these practices today uh, as, as they think about them. Uh, th that's great. Any other, any other thoughts in what you've been doing? So one thing that we've done as a family ministry and um, is uh, we, uh, our children's and student ministries have joined together with family ministry. So we're trying to create one solid, you yep. know, continuous uh, path. And so what we came up with last year, which was a, a gift from COVID, um, was that we got to create a what we called a family faith pathway. Mm. And so starting with, you know, the discipleship commitment of the parents, and then as they have children, the de from dedication to, uh, you know, decision to um, communion, first communion, to baptism, to uh, helping kids have their identity in Christ mm -hmm. while they're in high school, I think that is a helpful tool that we came up as a, as a, as a family ministry team to give our parents a clear path of where they're supposed mm -hmm. to take their kids and what's next on the horizon. And so we have kind of a summit that comes along with each of those milestones. Uh, we just did one last, uh, last December and it was all about prayer, worship, community, and service. Um, they were YouTube videos, but we presented like, here's a bunch of different things that you could do with That's your great. parents. So we kind of buckshotted, hopefully that they would, um, hold on or start doing at least one of those. Um, and so people were very happy once again, that they had those resources available. Um, so that, that was one thing we do. And I, I actually wanted to ask you a question cause I wrote it down cause I was thinking about it on our way here is I, I think one assumption that we have in this particular podcast is that most of these parents are Christian church attending parents. Sure. So what about Christian kids with non-Christian yeah. parents? I, I I haven't seen it a ton. I've seen more Christian parents than non-Christian. I mean, what's your experience been like with that? Yeah, and, and that usually comes down to, um, one, It's it, it can be a little bit harder to build relationship because usually what that means is that's a friend who's been coming 
who who got brought by one of our students, right. not necessarily someone who's been in our church, which does happen very often. Um, and the thing that I've found that's really difficult is it's harder to build relationship with those parents because I don't see them on Sunday mornings. Right. Um, there's just not as much FaceTime. Um, and even usually, sometimes I don't even meet that parent for a while because they're coming with their friend. Right. And, and so we get them in our email list and we're very cognizant about what we're communicating um, can be read by someone who the email was forwarded to or any of those things. So th- that's usually our main source of communication. But it's, I, I wish I could say I've done better job of building relationship with the parents who aren't in our church. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed just trying to build relationship with the parents who are here <laughs> sure. um, and, and, and trying to, to resource them. Uh, so that's a good thought. And have you had any success in that? I'll throw it back at you. I mean, yeah, I think uh, we always are. It's kind of part of our practice to call the night after a a kid comes right and and it's amazing once again parents are always appreciative for the phone call yeah um yeah. and so uh and how to but how do we disciple them i i mean very minimal is invite them to church yeah. it's like hey if yep. you have any more questions about a church we have services on sunday morning you know love to love to see you there so i think the that's kind of the bare minimum placement and and in, in some of it varies from what some parents will allow you will they let you come into their life will they agree to meet with you mm-hmm. uh and once again I, I usually have had mostly uh christian church parents than i've had non-christian but i love your thoughts culturally i've also had a number of students who attend a catholic church who come with a friend so they still attend a different church yeah but they, they come with a friend to our youth yeah group. I, I thought that was good sorry i, I threw it as, no, it as a curveball but i think you handled that uh i think you handled that really well yeah i, I think it's an interesting thought because so often we just assume we're, we're talking to, to christian parents and so to have that in the back of our mind i think it's important and you might even have people that are attending your church and they may not be believers. Right. Um, and so I think that's good to have that in mind. Uh, one, one of the next one I had, and I held off on this one as long as I could, I could have mentioned it first, but parents make great leaders. And and I say it at least like what every other podcast, but I, I think that if you're going to partner with parents and you want to talk about helping parents be disciple makers, bring them into your program, bring them into your leaders. You're going to be pouring into your leaders already. Um, so you hit two birds with one stone if some of your leaders are parents because you're going to be pouring into them. And the great byproduct is the kids get to see their parents leading other students and be like signing that check. They're seeing their mom or their dad live out discipleship in a way that you just don't get very other many other places. Unless that leader is in their group, then they challenge. They yep. hate it. They yeah, hate it. I good. mean, we 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 never put parents in the yeah, same we, group. We as, try really hard uh, not to. Yeah, and but we've we've had a lot of parents come through our ministry, and um, and I mean, I'm eyeing up this couple right now that they have. Um, they're great influencers. They're great people. Um, they're about to be empty nesters in terms of like they won't have another their their sure. last their their last kids a high school senior about to graduate and so they were talking about you know maybe joining our team and they'd be wonderful. Um, but yeah, so but that but the reason why they've stuck around is because they've been around for oh gosh like n- nine years you know in our ministry because of their kids. So um, so yeah, I think that's that's a great point and I would echo that and agree with it wholeheartedly. So. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start closing us here, Jeremy? Yeah, well, and, and we do have a challenge this week, and the challenge kind of runs into my last point. And I think this 
we could have started here, but I think it's, I'm glad we're ending here, which is we got to be praying for these parents. Uh, this is, if we're praying for students, that's great, but we also always need to be praying for parents. And so the challenge is reach out to a family this week and check in. And this is what I've, I've been doing this for uh, a little while now. I'll choose a family or two each week and I'll just simply send this text message. I'll say, Hey, checking in to say hi. I'm spending some time in prayer today for students and their families. Is there anything I can specifically be praying about for you? Um, And it keeps me accountable to remembering to pray. And usually what happens is now a conversation is started that continues. So I get to pray for them. I let them know I'm praying for them, but also now it sparks a conversation. Hmm. Um, And so if we're not on our knees praying for these students and praying for these parents, uh, man, are we, we're trying to do it in our own power. And I think that that is just a recipe for disaster. So that's the challenge this week. Reach out to a parent or a family, ask how you can be praying for them and their kids. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, next podcast, we're going to be talking about apologetics, youth ministry, and disciple making. Um, there are some questions out there of whether or not apologetics is necessary. Uh, and I think Jeremy and I are going to tackle that to with the, our, you know, uh, with humility and with an excitement and to talk about uh, that particular topic. Uh, but we are so grateful that you have tuned in for this podcast. We hope this was helpful uh, and we look forward to uh, connecting with you another time. If you uh, want to, you have any comments or questions, please feel free to email us at disciplemakingym at gmail.com. And what's our Instagram handle there, Jeremy? It's disciple underscore making underscore YM. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever it is you consume your podcasts. We hope you have been encouraged by what you have heard and you're ready to jump into the hard work of disciple making. Catch you on the next one.